1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. ba
1: 100 747 We now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show.
0: straight up 9 o'clock on the Mike Calp the show. It's 102.5 The Bone. And this is the first of many appearances by our friend Martin Grammatica, who is in the studio with us. Great to see you, buddy. Well, that's not oh, Spanish's thing. Hold on right here. Try now, Martin. Should I punch him? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: again? You're used time, to it. Again? Every time you see him, you're like,
0: there's my bitch. <laughs> uh, Martin was cool enough to box Spanish in the punch out in what was a uh, our, our great event and uh it it, it was so many people so great and now everybody's worried about people getting hurt the pandemic the pandemic ruined the next one and the next one was big next one we were doing was uh, at robards arena in sarasota and it was it was huge and then we had to scrap because of the pandemic and now we're fighting hard to bring it back so hopefully we can get something going uh, I, I know you're probably retired at this point. Well, you, go out, you go out as a champ. My wife retired me. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. if you do that again, no. we're done. No, well, maybe not.
1: you do a special <laughs> appearance with the belt, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, so. that I could do. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I don't mind that, but I don't want to get hit again. Right.
0: Or, or maybe after somebody gets beat, you could take them to lifeguard imaging and let him see how bad they were. <laughs> let you me have, see your kidneys, how mm, bad they are. <laughs> your veins
1: have all collapsed.
0: <laughs> I would like to fight in the punch out. I would, I would like to fight if it made sense. It just hasn't made sense yet. One day it will... And I'll, and I'll do it. Even if I get beat up, I don't care. It's just a, I want to be a part of the fun of doing it, you know?
2: See, for me, it was uh, very stressful. Yeah. Because if I lost, I'd move out of town.
0: <laughs> uh, not, you not... did take it very seriously, though.
2: Oh, no, listen, my trainers. Yeah. And they, 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 you have to hate Spanish. I go, it's hard to hate the guy that tells you he loves you every it time is. you see him. I try
0: to hate him every day. <laughs> I really do. Uh, but at,
2: at for those five rounds, I hated him. Yep, yep. And I hated everything about the whole thing because it was painful.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you're getting hit. It, I mean... uh uh, you know as a kicker you're not you're trying not to get hit and it's a bit, it's a lot easier than uh, but here you're getting hit and there's 3,000 people watching you and in your mind or in their minds, you're a hero. Because you're you were on a Super Bowl team, you played with professional uh, exactly. uh, you know, yeah. athlete, yeah, and you and you were our hero for so many years on the Buccaneers. So you don't want to let them down either. You don't want to be a guy that gets beat by a little useless guy.
2: Well, I wouldn't call him useless, but radio I guy, you know, like a little radio, yeah, or, you know, not athlete, not yeah. athletic. Yeah, uh, works out. I can yeah. see that he works out, but he's you know. got fat muscles, right? Fat yeah. muscles, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. If I get yeah. beat if I can beat by fat muscles, I got to be <laughs> by I'm out. That
0: is. <laughs> I
1: will tell you though. I remember. Whenever uh, uh, Martin came out and took the uh, robe off or the shirt off, everyone was "Uh oh, yeah.
0: uh oh," because everybody's like, "Oh, you fight a full player," and they all were like, "Oh, a kicker." <laughs> and then you got out there, we were like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> yeah. Martin's been working out.
2: I was doing two days. Are you, were you so really? So I was doing an hour of cardio, and then I would go to the boxing gym and train, and we would do ten to twelve rounds.
0: Holy cow! So,
2: but after that first round i, I was shot yeah. i was like man this is a lot different than the the gym right. the adrenaline you oh know sure it? yeah so, and People i couldn't like... even feel my arms and they're like sit down and relax i'm like i'm not sitting down <laughs> if i sit down i won't be able to get back up <laughs> like, i never sat the whole time i'm like no we gotta i gotta stay up
0: that is so great well it was such a it was such a great time and uh, you know you've been a long time great friend of the show and we're very excited that uh, today is the first day uh, Martine's going to be making appearances on Thursday throughout the football season to do football picks for us. We've done picks with uh, a lot of our friends. We've done them with Anthony Beck before. Uh, we've done them with, uh, what's this crazy guy from the Raiders, uh, Romanowski. Bill Romanowski before. Okay. Uh, so this is great for us to have you coming in here and to be in the studio with us and doing it. We have to decide, and we don't have to decide this today, but football picks are fun. Like, so we started out where uh, I had this brilliant idea. You would pick the football picks, and then the winner every week gets to punch the loser for every win they had over him.
2: Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it, it sounded painful on the radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it hurt like hell.
0: Because the rule was if you can't half-ass it. If you do, then you get penalized for it. So we were all hitting each other, and you know we were beating up Dinah, and we are beating up Carmen. And Carmen's throwing haymakers back at us. <laughs> And then Galvin, I'd I'd really lose, and they'd be like, "Oh, you get six punches from Galvin, three from Spanish. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I mean, I would just I'd try to pay my way out of it. <laughs> John Brennan hit Carmen one time so hard that she farted. That's them. the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, they were just tacos in the air. So uh, we then last year we bet money. And money is always fun, but I don't know. We have to come up with something to where we can all actually pay attention and compete with well, it.
2: I had an idea. Okay. I, right. I, I'll volunteer myself to kick Spanish in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> every Thursday. I can do that every Thursday. I don't know. Whether we win or lose. Win or lose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: He's going to choose Miami every time. So yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he still takes the Marino place yeah. for him.
0: I won. Kick Spanish in the nuts. <laughs> uh, well, we'll figure that out. We, uh, we have uh, next week. Uh, and then, so, Martine... Uh, if, if we can, I don't know that we would ever done this with you before, but if we can start from the beginning, I want to know. I got some questions about the Grammatica origin story. So you guys grew up where? So I, I was born in Argentina. you right. Moved to. How the, long did you live in
2: Argentina? So I was nine. So we moved to the States when I was nine.
0: Now, when you're in Argentina... You are uh, all soccer though, right? All no, soccer. No, and you have no even interest in American football, do you?
2: Well, this is how, back then there was no internet. Right. So I didn't know football existed. Oh, so
0: sure, you didn't even, it was on a, no, no Argentinian football I, team. I,
2: no, nothing, I didn't know baseball existed and I didn't know basketball. Even right. though basketball is bigger now and, and we've won Olympics, you know. But I didn't know, the only thing I played tennis, soccer, and we swam.
0: Okay. That's all the right. only yeah, sports yeah. I
2: knew. And then we had rugby, that was kind of our football. Besides that, I didn't know any other sport existed.
0: Now, uh, your your football, soccer, now uh, why in your opinion, a guy who played professional sports and now is a coach of a professional team, why is it that America has not embraced soccer like the rest of the world has? Because I'll be honest, when it comes time for World Cup and they're showing games at 3 o'clock in the morning and everybody's drinking beer and watching, it's exciting to watch. <laughs> right. But I, but I also feel like I, I would not follow for the rest of the season, and I don't know why. But I've also, I, I, I've given up on baseball because baseball is just too slow and too many. But why do you think it is that they don't, that we, we don't embrace it like the rest of the world?
2: Well, because we have the other sports that we've been in. You know, our, our grandparents have watched them, our parents, and I think the, the reason soccer is becoming more popular is because now. Kids my age yeah. that played are taking their kids to the games now. Yeah. So it's going to take genera- a couple of generations for us to go to the games and watch the games and appreciate a zero-zero game. I know Galvin, you like soccer, so sure. there's some zero-zero games that are more exciting than ga- the games with goals. And people look at you like, but there's no scoring, yeah. but the action. And if unless you don't you know the sport deep down, uh, then you're not going to enjoy it. That's why the indoor that's coming to Tampa, right? That's that going
0: to be Galvin has been saying <laughs> right. that for years. There was indoor soccer, and it was huge, and then for some reason it went away. And indoor soccer is more fast-paced. It has less rules. So you can you can actually enjoy an indoor soccer. And game. it's a lot more like hockey. Right.
1: There's a lot to it. There's a lot you, you can pass to yourself, you can do give and goes off the wall and everything. Which I think that's the big thing about outdoor soccer is the European style, the back and forth of slow moving doesn't catch Americans. They go, Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Indoor soccer, if you give it a chance, it is really exciting. It's a lot of high scoring, it's a lot of fun, and there's a little bit more roughness to it as well, because you're you know, in a smaller a smaller field.
2: Right. It's five players and a goalie. So 6v6. Right. So small field. So there is a lot more action in scoring. Right. I mean, the, the casual fan that, that doesn't really understand soccer. You just watch the action. They, they want to see goals. Yeah. And, and you're going to get those 10 to 12 games. You know, like it's going get, to get the scoring is going to be, I think, what attracts and, and the fast pace. No, you sub on the run as well, just like hockey. Right. So it's not like I, you know, you have to wait for a stoppage uh, yeah. and wait a minute to sub. Uh, there's really no time wasting. Like in, in real, jump 11, over the in, wall. <laughs> exactly. Eleven v. Eleven, you can fake a foul and you lay on the ground for three minutes <laughs> and
1: catch your breath,
2: slow down the game. That doesn't happen now in indoor. It's su- super fast paced.
0: The rowdies have a good crowd now, and uh, they they have a good following and. What I find interesting about that is it's it, it's a bunch of people who liked football, soccer already, and then a bunch of St. Pete millennials who are, like, forcing themselves to like it, <laughs> which isn't a bad idea. It's there. It's in your neighborhood. Go support it and go enjoy it. But I think that will breed generations after that. So now that it's being, it's being played everywhere, uh, I, I'm looking forward to an indoor soccer to watch. I like to go to sports. I like to do things. I like to go to events. I um I, I, even like uh, Tampa Bay Storm football. It wasn't football, but it was football that you can go watch uh, when there was no other football,
2: and it's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's, again, yeah. it's fast paced. So uh, indoor football or arena football is almost the same as what you're going to see in indoor soccer. It's, yeah. it's a smaller size, obviously smaller size field, but a lot more action, a lot more scoring.
0: We are oh, now uh, is there any room for a like say a 300 pound guy on an indoor soccer team? Keeper, goalkeeper, right? right? Uh, oh, goalkeeper you know, goalkeeper blocking more. The but I'm thinking more of a defense because think of how long it would take a guy to have to <laughs> get around me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Listen, I, if you want to play, I'll I, find a spot <laughs> for <fine>. you. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, I, I, we need that point, enforcer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I'll just sit there in my in my shorts until it's time to go out, and you like uh, go, go knock. You guy know, what would be there. great
1: for you is like you sub on the fly and stuff. So some guys coming down with a little breakaway, and you just come out <laughs> right, right, there, right there, right in front yeah. of him. Nice you just come elbow. out the door and just stop.
0: <laughs> Can we do this? Uh, back when I first started in radio in 1996, I think it was 97, I went in goal for the Tampa Bay Storm. I mean, I'm sorry, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And that was when uh, Chris Grattan and um, who else? I don't, I'm trying to think of the other younger guys. That were, uh, Dino Cicerelli was the younger guy, but he was there, were taking shots on me in goal. And I still feel it to this day getting hit with that <laughs> puck while I was in full gear. It, w- it was really rough. Uh, but I loved the experience. Then I went in for the, what was the soccer team we had here that played at Raymond James Stadium? for oh, the Mutiny. The,
2: the, the Mutiny. Was it the Mutiny? Yeah, exactly. yeah, Where yes. Valderrama played, right? Right, yes.
0: And uh, that hurt way more. So they give you the gloves, the goalie gloves, and then those guys would kick the ball at me, and they were kicking it right at me so I could swat it down. <laughs> I didn't have to, like, jump to get it. And then when I hit that ball with my glove at the velocity in which the ball was coming at me, I never felt so much pain. <laughs> that palm of my hand still stings today. That was that was a fun thing. I did that. And then I played with the Tampa Bay Storm, and uh, they. I went on the line against them, and their one guy moved them back a little bit, and Coach Markham got so mad that he made them kill me on the next, like, three plays. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, so... Uh, that was fun for me when I first started in radio. Now I don't want to die doing it, but it, there is got to be some way that we could put Spanish in a goal and test the kicking skills of your team and see who could hurt them the most.
2: I, I you read my mind. Yes, okay. <laughs> because I, I even told the uh, team owner, I said when we set up the field, because right now we, we haven't. It's going to be at the Yingling Center, yeah. So we have to, you know bring the turf in, build the walls before the season starts just Right, work the kinks out. Right. And I said, we, we've got to do Put somebody in goal, and we'll start blasting. And yeah, if we don't yeah, yeah. have a team by then, I, I'll volunteer to do it, especially okay. if it's Spanish at the goal. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, if it's yeah. Spanish at the goal. i got to uh, get him back. He, my rib still hurts when he hit me. Absolutely. So and I'm I,
1: sure Martin's played it before. There's a game called Butts Up that we play, <laughs> which yeah. is a fun game to do
0: uh who's who's uh blocking joey and where's spanish go oh i don't Spa- know you know spanish poops during the show and he sits reverse cowgirl on my toilet <laughs> when, I, when i heard that that bothers me yeah it that bothers, bothers me, me too but so- and, and i always say it like it's a joke and then i go in the bathroom and there's like it's it's the poop stains are in the wrong spot Like there's only one way to get it there and it's Some gross mm. can you go tell your son to move his car i will um so anyway so uh okay you guys are in Argentina. Why do you leave? Do you flee Argentina? Is it bad over there?
2: Yes, the economy was getting bad. Politics were bad. It just uh, for a better future. Anybody, anybody in South America, Central America, they look at the United States for a better future. And yeah. if you have a chance to come, uh, you come. And and that's what we did. We, we landed in Miami first, uh, passing through. Did you know people here? No, we didn't know anybody. So uh, I,
0: I know people who made the trip from Cuba. They went through Jamaica to get to Miami uh so you you came in into Miami and then what do you do there so we legally flew into Miami, right,
2: and then it illegally stayed.
0: Okay. <laughs> you're only you're only allowed to stay for a certain amount of time. Right, right? we
2: had our uh, visas, for, but it were uh, tourist visas. Yeah, yeah. But then at, at the time, so you had to work, at the time it was easier to get your citizenship or your uh, residency by working at a, a, a farm. So we we grew up we
0: basically grew up uh, working on the farm. just okay. grew up doing uh like farm work. Can you imagine if you never? found out the talent that you had because you're out there picking berries or whatever you're doing?
2: It was cattle and oranges, but yes. Yeah, I, I mean, like, okay. no, it's true. I mean, so we, what
0: did you know about cattle before working on the farm? Anything? Well, we grew, did you do we, that in Argentina. We did that in Argentina. Okay, so, so.
2: But the thing, we moved to upstate New York for three years. Okay, I worked at a dairy farm there. Yeah. But once you get the taste of Florida, our whole mind was always, "We got to get back to Florida. Yeah. The sun, you know, the sun."
0: Why'd you leave? Why'd you leave Miami to go to upstate?
2: We had friends that said, "Oh, there's better opportunity. You can make more money." So we we ended up moving to the Bronx for okay.
0: about, not not quite as cool as upstate
2: <laughs> no, no, especially in the in the in the wintertime so yeah. we're leaving you know 75 degree weather we get there, it's a gray snowy and then we're like why are we here in the bronx the too. bronx so so the the bad thing about that i didn't know that you know you fight one guy they all chase you yeah so we would there's sp- no one-on-one we would sprint home because the first you know when you're the new kid yeah they pick on you we, I, we ended up getting my brother and i would end up getting a fight so now we're sprinting home every day. Yeah, because if now we're going to get jumped, and it was like not fun.
0: Uh, what kind um, of um, what kind of neighborhood was it? A, a Hispanic neighborhood? Was it a black neighborhood?
2: Combination of both. Yeah, but so. it was it was like an apartment. It was like you know those really cold. Well, I
0: used to live in one of those ghetto apartments. Yeah, yeah
2: so it, it was not fun. Right, I mean, you leave Florida to go to that. Where right, you, yeah, we yeah. were com- as kids we were confused. I like, go, what, what are we doing
0: here? Do you recall what kind of garbage did you have in the apartment building? On the sides. What? Like like when you lived like when I lived in the apartment building we had an incinerator so you had to take the garbage and stuff it in a hole and there was a giant fire down there.
2: See, I didn't know there was a fire, but I remember in the hallway. Yeah. So there a little in the square that you just stuffed everything in there. And nothing ever <laughs> fits, so now you're taking
0: garbage <laughs> out, dude. I, that's like one of my worst memories as a child ever.
2: Luckily, we moved there. I mean, we were there maybe six, seven months, maybe okay, a little bit so longer. In the, yeah. And then in up, upstate New York, which was much colder. Yeah. But at least it was felt safer.
0: Upstate New York is beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. It's totally. People think you're here in New York and you just think of Manhattan, but you don't realize that there's a whole. The Adirondack Mountains and all that stuff up there is great. So you're up there working on the farm there, and you're like, "All right, we got to get out of this weather. We got to get back to the so, to the sun."
2: So we sl- slowly uh, moved down south. So I st- Lived in Virginia for about six months, and then came down uh, to Labelle, which was where Labelle is a small town near Fort Myers, right? And the crazy story about that: we're passing through looking for work. The lady that worked at the gas station was from Argentina. I think you, that I remember you. I think you told me that before, and, yeah. But the craziest thing is she recognized our accent speaking english though mm-hmm. she's like you guys are from argentina are you yes i am too she was married to the town sheriff oh wow and immediately invited us to stay at her house i mean it's crazy like who would do that now yeah. you know, like come to our house and we stayed at our house for a week, found work, and we just stayed in LaBelle.
0: But you have that affinity to somebody who is like you. You know, you tell you, to, uh, you're from, like, I meet somebody from New York. I'm like, oh, cool. And I meet somebody from Staten Island. I'm like, oh, wow. That's, you know, the closer they are to you, the more you feel attached to them. So you uh, do you stay at our house? Do you? Uh,
2: we, what, we stayed, yeah, I don't remember how long, but it was longer than a day. Right. Looking for work, and we ended up uh, finding work there. My mom worked at a restaurant, and we we ended up you know, doing some some farm work stuff. And how old? And, you uh, probably by the time we ten nine nine
0: and now what about school are you going to school
2: we are but the thing is uh, there was fine but when we went to upstate new york nobody spoke spanish so it was really hard you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because right now we're just basically just thrown into class and all we could do is math the rest of it we don't understand anything but you pick it up quick as a kid you know you pick it up quick
0: when i was a kid and i was poor i was not miserable i did not realize that we were poor my mother, who raised us, never really let us go without things. We had Atari. We had a VHS. You know, She would work extra hard to get all this stuff. So I didn't feel it. Then I went to college, and I met real rich people, and I was like, God damn, we're poor. <laughs> so when you're there, or when you're a kid and you're going through all this, so you're like, I'm a kid, and I'm working on a farm and going to school in a place where I don't speak. Were you miserable, or were you like, oh, this is just my life?
2: Well, at first we missed our friends back home, but we, which we lost total communication. Yeah. back. it's not like now where you no can stay in touch. Internet, no no so, phones, yeah, nothing. So we we missed home. You know, we missed. But then you get used to. You start, you know, having friends. Uh, but we we didn't have a lot. I mean, right. you know, That's what people don't realize. You know, you, you think just because you made it or whatever. Yeah. But we didn't have a lot. But we were just happy. I had my two brothers. We were really close, and that that's all we needed. You know, yeah. just having my brothers there. That's
0: how I always felt. My brother and I are, are close in age, so I, I always had a friend. I always had something. So, okay. <laughs> So now you're uh, living in La Your uh, parents are working. You're doing good. At what point do you start looking at? Uh, well, are you playing? Are you playing soccer still? I'm playing soccer, but I have to do it in Fort Myers because LaBelle didn't have a
2: team. So right. I, would, I would go to Fort Myers to practice. So I didn't really do anything school wise as yeah. far. Uh, like homework or, uh, right. or right, right. <laughs> schoolwork or or uh, any activities. I would just go straight to soccer practice after school because we, it took us a while to get there. Uh, so, yeah, so it was soccer, but from my freshman year on, they were always asking me, hey, why don't you kick for the team, kick for the team, and I said... I and, no-
0: and are they saying this to you because you should... A, a good kicking ability or you were just hey he's he's from our Play soccer should be yeah. able to kick
2: well we were the only really soccer players in the town because our, our school didn't have soccer it, right so it was football basketball and track and baseball
0: so right okay they're like, so.
2: okay they assumed that we you know we could kick
0: right right, and right.
2: the whole time i'm saying no i'm good i i'm I'm a, I'm a soccer player i want right. to play soccer thank you thank you and then by my senior year i kind of felt bad you know not helping the school out so i said well let me just do it to help hey, the school out
0: you didn't kick for football until your senior Year See, of high school,
2: and I didn't even kick spring football because Bill started in spring football because he wanted to try it out. Right, and I said no, nah, I'm still soccer. And then I didn't. So Bill was
0: kicking first.
2: He started kicking in. He did the spring right. game, and I didn't want to do it. And then finally, you know, I've. I, you know, I said, all right, let me try it out you yeah. know, to see if I like this. And I hated it at first because I felt claustrophobic with the helmet on, the pads, sure. because nothing fits right either. You know, So it's like all oversized equipment.
0: And are they getting to you? Are they, are they tackling you or are they kind of lay off you?
2: No, in practice they didn't touch me. Right. But I, at first I, I could feel the rush because I was yeah. not used to it. The anxiety and, of that. Oh, I was scared at first. I'm thinking I'm going to get destroyed by these guys. But then when you realize that they're not hating you, right? well, my first extra point, I make the extra point, I go sit down. And then they're like, hey, they come to get me. You know you got to kick off now. That's how, that's, <laughs> you how didn't you didn't that's how little I know about football. Yeah. <laughs> and when
1: you start kicking, are you immediately doing soccer style? Or are they trying to tell you you got to toe it? Or
2: No, I was doing soccer style, but, uh, but it was true soccer style. Like an extra right. point, I would do one step. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, that's short. I don't need to take a full approach. Then the, more, the farther back, I did more of an approach. So I didn't really learn the kicking technique or the, the, the you know, you, every kick needs to be the same, whether it's an extra point or a 55 yarder. That way you have that same motion. I didn't get to do that until I got to college. Before that, I didn't know any better. So I was yeah. just, oh, there's a the goal. Let me just kick it through the uprights. Wow.
0: And, uh, okay, so now you're now you're doing it and you're getting used to it. And when do they come to you and go, hey, Martin, you're actually really good at this, even though you've only been doing it for one goddamn season?
2: Well, it was before that. Like, my first practice, my coach, we had a restaurant. It goes to the restaurant. It's like, hey, this kid's going to go to college. going to go to the NFL.
0: Really? Right? Ah, he saw you, and he, he, saw, he was like, this kid's got the potential. Yeah,
2: but it wasn't that I had the potential because I look back to those videos, and I, we were not great. We weren't very good but the the off, we had an offensive lineman kicker with his toe before i right, right. So so compared to him I'm like, they're like man you're amazing <laughs> no but, accuracy <laughs> yeah right. nothing right. so so but uh but I, I didn't get any offers really because i only played one year so every in the back then you sent the vhs so yeah and my school had never had anybody go d1 so they didn't know how to he- even help me get to right, right, right so i had to make all these vhs and send them myself and I, the, every response was, too green, too green, not enough experience. Yeah. And I had an offer from Notre Dame because they had three kickers. That's a at- pretty good start. Yeah. Well, this was late, though, because three kickers backed out last minute. Oh, okay. So I wasn't like their first option. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to accept it, verbally accepted it. In my back of my mind, I'm like, I'm going to flunk out in the first
0: week. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs>
2: that's not going to be easy. So
0: what are they? They're offering you a full ride? Full ride, To yes, Notre Dame. To Notre Dame. Oh, my God. You can't go wrong with that. No,
2: I fill out my paperwork. I send it all out. And then um, – Jim Levitt, who was been there USF, being USF's yeah. coach, he was the uh, recruiting coordinator, him and Bob Stubbs, for floor. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. They, were, they were co-defensive coordinators, and then they needed, in their spring game, their kicker had an awful game. Uh-huh. So, like, we need a kicker that can kick off because of the defense. You know, they were more worried about the defense than the field goals. Right. So, they started looking for a kicker, and luckily, uh, Jim Levitt was friends with a uh, coach from Naples that we had played against. Oh, so, so he's he, like, he recommended them. He's like, look, go, go look at this kid. And I didn't even, I, they flew me out. For a recruiting visit this was in june yeah so, i mean I hadn't before that i hadn't had any offers and uh, by the way bring your cleats which uh-huh. is totally illegal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. out. And, and so when i get there, it's like hey the kickers and punters want to kick so can you, do you mind going and kick with them i was like sure you yeah. know so we go to the stadium i kick and i leave kansas state with a scholarship all the paperwork in my hands so really
1: like,
2: so i get home i said i love the school i love bill snyder uh, Jim Levy, you know, so I said I'm going there. Said so I said called uh, Notre Dame. No, thank you, I,
0: man. I, everybody, you were the fourth kicker to back out of Notre Dame. Well, the thing is,
2: um, I didn't know the history of Notre Dame.
0: Oh yeah, it meant nothing to you, sure.
2: But most people were like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, you, like, yeah.
0: you hadn't even seen Rudy yet.
2: I didn't know Rudy <laughs> existed, right, right, right. right? So so uh, so I back out, and then I and they were they were not happy. Yet, yeah, right? of course. Like, it, it, so I go to Kansas State, but. Those five years that I was at Kansas State, we had much more success than Notre Dame as far as bowl games and all that because Bill Snyder turned that
0: program around, so
2: it worked out.
0: uh, How different was that from uh, living in uh, Florida and and Argentina and now you're in Kansas? Oh, man, I did not like Coach Levitt at the time. No? No,
2: because the next year he's back to USF. Yeah, yeah, And I said, I'm coming with you. Yeah. And, and, but he had promised Bill Snyder. He's like, I'm, because we had 22 guys from Florida. That's how good they were recruited. Right. And they're like, we're not taking any Florida guys. That's, that's one thing he gave his word. Like, look, I'm going to take the USF job, but I, any Florida player, I'm not touching. So, okay. So I even offered. I said, look, I want to go back. Um, that's why Bill ended up going there and yeah, then Santiago yeah. ended up going there. So uh, I, he, he wouldn't take me, but I, I wanted to get back. because. Kansas was awesome. Yeah. into the winter, <laughs> that, <laughs> right. that first winter hit. And I'm like, that our first game in in Iowa was negative twenty two wind chill, and I was getting yelled at for not kicking in the end zone. I'm like, I'm kicking a brick. Like, yeah, I <laughs> tell you where
0: your toes gonna <laughs> but, fall off when it hits. Yeah, you so
2: so it was it was rough at the beginning, but then I got used
0: to it. Let me ask you some personal questions if I can. Are you getting girls in Kansas when you're on the football team as the kicker?
2: Yeah, but they're not as good-looking as Florida, though. No, definitely not. You're <laughs> candid, you get getting Midwestern
0: bitches. But, <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, are, are you... Hey, my like, wife's
2: listening, but it's okay. You, you know, <laughs> not, you
0: definitely upgraded. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like, while you're there cuz i would imagine you're not uh it's it's not the greatest thing in in label florida either no uh, no LaBelle
2: wasn't uh w- yeah it was uh, kansas was an upgrade right and and the thing is man, manhattan it's a college town so yeah. that's that's all they have i just went back with my son you know uh, about a month ago yeah, i
0: saw that i thought that was really cool
2: it, they laid out they laid out the red carpet they welcomed and, and and i it, it it was great because it's a college town that's all they talk about they yeah. talk about the chiefs a little bit because they're they're close enough to the Kansas City Chiefs, right?
0: But that's their that's their team.
2: That's their team. Yeah. So so it was great. I, I you know every football player is popular there, but it was it was a great experience.
0: I love the experience. I bet I bet that's great. I keep trying to convince my son. I said no matter whether you play football or not, you gotta go away to school, going away to college, and uh, and meeting other people from other parts of the world are is the best experience. So okay, so you have success there. And uh, you're like, I'm, I'm probably going to go to the NFL now. Like, you're, that's on your mind early, right?
2: Well, early, but my first two years were okay, and then I tear my ACL my junior year, three days before our first game. Oh uh, wow! And that's when an ACL was, could be career-ending. Really? Now, now you know, chris Godwin's back in six months. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like. Pulling a hamstring now, so I'm thinking it's over. But I learned how to train there because before, as a soccer player, you know we just random kicked the ball. We didn't really work out properly. Right. So that whole year, I just used it to get stronger. And and then I came back in my last two, uh, the, the, my junior year uh, after I, the injury, I won the Lou Grossa, which is the top kicker in the country. That yeah. that's when I was like, man, I think I have a chance now. Yeah. Before that. It was a dream, but I did wasn't anywhere near good enough to even make it or even right. get looked at. So after my junior year, that's when I, I said, okay, I have a chance now. And, and the scouts started talking. My senior year, now they had every scout come talk to me or even coaches come look at me. Uh, and then the sixty-five yarder didn't hurt. You know, that senior year, <laughs> yeah. right. Once once because we had there was four kickers that we were all really neck neck and neck. You know, see who would go first. Yeah, yeah. And then after that kick, I I I went a lot higher than the rest of them. I think that help. And
1: right. especially, not to make you feel old, but especially back then, 65 yarders. Yeah. Crazy. Right now,
2: they these guys do it with their ice' clothes. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. They have the strength. Every, the tech, technique's gotten better, but also the, the conditioning and the strengthening and the, the workouts are all more specific. I had to work out with the team and do the same workout the linemen did, even though it was obviously less weight, but right. they didn't have specific training. Now, when we went to Manhattan and they were, the kickers have their own training. Yeah. It's all specific Makes to get, more sense. make yeah. them stronger, their leg. So, that's why the kickers are so much better now.
0: What is the uh, what was the team that showed the most interest in you before the draft?
2: Believe it or not, it was the Bucs. Was it? it was. And, and that's I, I mean, if I had to choose, I was like, I want to
0: be a Buccaneer. You love you, oh. you know the area. I mean, this is you probably would have been happy in any Florida school, but the Buccaneers. And and at the time there was definitely a change in the uh, in the buccaneer team here.
2: Oh, yes, we had well, Tony Dungy had changed the uh the the mentality of the team. Yeah. You know, we
0: had the uniform change, the stadium,
2: everything. Yeah. So I came in a year after the the stadium. So right. the second year of the stadium 99 when I came in. And it, but I, like you said, you know, you go wherever. Yeah. And the the only thing that scared me is that that was when Cleveland was coming back Oof. to the league and they had two picks in every round. Yeah. So I'm thinking if I go to Cleveland over like two picks, yeah. then I'll be not happy. Uh. <laughs> because when I talked to Joe Marciano, the special teams coach, you see, he kind of told me how the draft was going to go. It's like, we we're looking first round. Obviously, we're not going to take you in the first round. Right? Uh, we, we want, we're looking at this quarterback, Sean King. If he's available, we're going to take him in the second round. If not, we may take you. And then if you're still available in the third, we want to take you in the third. So I had an idea, but you, you, at the end of the day, you don't trust anything. I mean, right. maybe they're saying sure. But he's like, don't tell anybody. We're not talking to anybody because we don't want anybody to know the interest. Because they They didn't coming after you, yeah. Yeah, they 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 only recruited me through tape. They never came to it. They sent us area scout, but then I've never met Dungey. I never met really till the combine. The combine you meet everybody, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know they had any interest. But Marciano would call me every day. He's like just to see how I was doing. So I felt like. They were interested and obviously Bill was going at USF. I, I figured Santiago would end up at USF so i was like They man. know you wanna be here. Oh yeah. man, I wanted to be here so bad.
0: That's so that's so great. I and and the same thing for uh I, I always love stories like that. Like uh Sean King went to high school in Saint Petersburg right. to be a buccaneer. I mean like I you know, if you tell me I'm growing up in New York and I'm playing for the Yankees, like that's <laughs> the greatest thing in the you, know, you watch them as a kid and now you're the starting quarterback for how great is that. So you get over here and uh who were the kickers when you got here?
2: So they had Michael Houston the year before, but he had a a
0: tremendously big penis. I heard. Yes. You never saw it?
2: Well, I didn't play with him.
0: I mean, so I, oh, oh, yeah. he was gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I never saw it either. I tried to look, but he would hide it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he didn't? Yeah. yeah i it was a rumor, though. But it's I, a, good, I, a good rumor to have.
2: I, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So I, I was happy having a big leg. I, yeah. Yeah, that, that's going to keep me employed more than a big penis. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. take the big leg. Although,
0: I will tell you, in my uh, memory, and I don't know if how this serves you, the biggest penis I've ever seen on the Buccaneers, without a doubt, is Jacques Green.
2: You know, uh, as a player, you don't want to look because then you, you, then you're called the uh, pecker meat-gazer.
0: checker. Can or you <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want to
2: g- especially as a kicker, you want to be. You don't want to be known as that right, guy, right? Right? <laughs> you you know, kicker as a pecker checker. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was
0: for for us. It was meat gazer. <laughs> okay, and um, I I couldn't help it because you walk in a, a room that wasn't very big, and there is players and there is press and guys are just coming out of the shower, and I could never do. That. I could never be naked in front of the press uh, and. There were fat guys, skinny guys, small penises, big penises. And you're like, but Jacques Green, it explained to me why he was so fast. He was sneaking that third <laughs> leg down there. It's unbelievable. But anyway, okay, so you you get there, and Hugh Ted White had just left, and so it was it was you and who else?
2: So there was two other kickers. I can't remember their name, but one was like an arena player that was very accurate. Right. Uh, but I, and, and then two of them that were... On the roster, this asked to be released because right. now when you draft you the kicker, know doing anything, and, well, yeah. you draft the kicker in the third round. You pretty much think that's going to be your guy, right? So the the arena guy, and I can't remember his name right now, uh stayed. So we we competed, but I never felt like it was my job. I said I got to show. I felt the pressure of having to show that I could do the job because now I was drafted. They gave you know they gave me this opportunity, so I don't want to just think, uh, oh, you know, just relax or settle. Yeah. And then Joe Marciano wouldn't let me do that. He right, was right, right. he was the craziest, hardest coach I, I ever loved had. Coach Show. <clears throat> But you know what? I, at the time, I hated him, but now I respect him and I appreciate him. Yeah. And I tell him that all the time because we had a great relationship before the draft. He would call me every day. He was very nice. As soon as they draft me, he barely talks to me. I'm thinking, like, uh,
0: what's what are going they, on? Yeah, and,
2: yeah. And, and, and at times I would ask him, he's like, no, you're doing fine, so I'm just going to leave you alone. I'm like, okay, but it looks like I feel like you're hate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was <laughs> his so way. Weird. Practice was so hard. He made it so hard. And then our, our punter was a veteran, Mark Royals. Yeah. He, so he didn't mess with him. Right. So I had to do He had to pick on me. He tackled me in practice one time. Can you imagine doing that now? No. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm running. I kick off. I'm running down the field. I'm on my back, and I'm like, "Man, somebody just, you know, destroyed me." I look up, and it's Coach Uh Joe. And man, I wanted to punch him so bad. (laughs) But and then he's bragging to all the guys, like, "I, I put him on his butt," and I, but I couldn't do anything
0: about it. Now
2: I look back and I said, "Man, the games were easy for me because I didn't have to deal with him. He left me alone in the game."
0: Oh well, that's good. That's good. (laughs) Oh no, I appreciate it. Uh, and then and then, in the team that you were on, the team the years that you were here, uh, you were the uh, most of the time the sole scorer for the team. And really what kept this, the defense was winning games for us and you were scoring the points for us. If they were not uh, running back a touchdown, I mean running back an interception for a touchdown, you were the only guy putting the, the points on the board and became – one of, I, I, I mean, easily one of the most popular Buccaneers, one of the most reliable kickers in the NFL. I remember the one time you missed one field goal. I don't remember what game or what the <laughs> uh, situation was. Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah,
2: okay, I remember that one more than the I've yeah, all the ones i Yeah, all the great ones. That one still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: just remember in the after, in the press conference, uh, Sap, the, Sap loved you. Oh, so yeah. you were Sap's guy, and uh, they asked Sap about it, and he said, you know, I don't know. When he goes when it goes down to Martin Automatica, you just think it's going to be over, and he's like, "So you're not, you you're not used to this." But you can't be mad at the guy because he never misses. So the one that he misses, he misses. You know what I mean? Like the team, the team was like, "He's done so much for us; you can't hold one against him." You know?
2: No, and I felt that support. You know, yeah. it, it, I mean, that's that's what Tony Dungy built. You know, he built a family. Yeah, we, we were a family. I mean, yeah. those guys, everybody cared for each other. There's nobody ever pointing fingers. You know, there's and the thing that I did, I I stayed and worked out with the team all the time. Yeah, yeah and, and made sure I was around. I didn't want them to say because at the time would kick and go home a lot of them right, go right, play right. golf I, I hate golf so i'm like okay perfect i'll hang out with my team so now if you make a mistake and you miss one they're not they know it's not because you're lazy right
0: right you were there for the whole thing yeah, yeah. so uh so i yeah, i remember those days of just being around and observing all this stuff and wondering i i could never understand the pressure i remember mike also I fumbled one time and he sat in his locker and he just looked so defeated and i wanted to be like hey you realize that I mean, this is the one terrible thing, but think of all the highlights that you've brought to this team. Like, you can't let that one beat you down. I mean, I know obviously in the moment it's going to, but... It's been you know that guy's been responsible for so many great things for this team. Spanish, I know you're writing a note telling me I got to take a break. <laughs> right. All right, you're not in a hurry. Can we take a break? I could be
1: here all day because we're
0: definitely <laughs> running over. Let me take a break. We'll play some commercials, get them out of the way. Martin Gramatica is here. Uh, we're going to talk about what we're going to do in the future. And I got a little, I got a little beef, not with you. Oh, but I, I maybe you know something I don't. But um, we're going to talk a little about the 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 Ring of Honor. Or as I like to call it, the light of fire or the ring of fire, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I don't know when they make those decisions, but clearly there's a spot for Martine Gramatica and the ring of honor. We'll get to that as well. It's the Mike Caldas show. We'll be back, and we're probably going over It's 1025 The Bone. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Do you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.